What's up, friends? How's it going? So I thought it would be interesting to do a series on roadmaps. Now, when I say roadmaps, I don't necessarily mean what we use in order to get from point A to point B, like uh, the Google Maps or Waze app or something else, right? What I'm talking about are some of these, I don't know, some of these structures or some of these, um, the grammar, I guess you could say, the ways that we have available to us about how we change and grow. So what I would like to do is over the next couple episodes, let's uh, talk about ways that we actually have roadmaps for how we change and grow, all right? So thank you for checking this out. My name is John. I was trained as a pastor, and this is one of the ways in which I tried to do something good with that uh, education. So here we go. This one is called, let me see, what do we title this? Shine, burn, unite, because those are three stages of how we change and grow. Now, I've got a number of other ones. Uh, in future episodes, I'm going to do one on stages of faith, another one about how the Bible, the ordering of the books is a stage or a roadmap, I guess, towards how we change and grow. Law, prophets, and Messiah, I'm thinking about talking about conventional, pre-conventional, post-conventional, and uh, also talking about maybe spiral dynamics, which I've been kicking into pretty hard. But this one is all about Dante Alighieri. So some of you may know the epic poem called The Divine Comedy, or at bare minimum, you may only know the first third of it, which is Inferno, which is all about hell. And then the second third is all about purgatory, and the third part is all about paradise or heaven. Well, Dante Alighieri, the, the epic poem starts in the year 1300 on Good Friday, the, the feast day where we celebrate, um, not celebrate, that's not the right word, the death of Jesus. Well, let's do this, okay? If you've ever felt stuck and you didn't know how to change or keep growing, I hope that this one will help you. And uh, so will other ones in the future. So here we go. Dante, in his epic poem, that was, I believe, originally first written in Italian, actually was relying on this really fascinating and ancient three steps in order to talk about how, pe how people change and grow in health and holiness and all of these things. And it's really an impressive poem. I think I read the whole thing when I was maybe a junior or a senior in high school. I first heard of it because it was referenced a lot in this one crazy death metal band called Zeo. They had an album called Liberate Te Ex and Fris. And it was all about uh, the Inferno, that album, of course, because they're death metal, right? However, the main character, get this, his name is Dante. And for two-thirds of this epic long poem, he's led by a person named Virgil. 
So let's break this down because I actually think this ancient and epic poem has something to say about how we can still change and grow now. Okay. Well, Dante stumbles in the forest and then he finds the gate of hell and he enters into it and that begins this descent this descent to the very center of hell. And Virgil shows up, and Virgil ends up being his guide through hell. And so Virgil and Dante walk the circles of hell as they dip lower and deeper into the earth. And at each layer of hell, there are different souls in different levels of punishment because they need to be punished for their sins in Dante's understanding of cosmic justice. But the thing is, Dante needs to do the necessary journey through hell. And so his descent is not just the descent into learning what the hierarchy or the levels of sin are, which are the worst, which are the easiest, which are the middle, I guess you could say. But Dante had to go and learn at every single stage, oh, I could see myself here. Oh, I could see myself here. And so this is the first step. Shine a light on things. Shine a light on the fact that you know, oh man, I, I could be here in this circle of hell. Or I could be here in this circle of hell over here. And according to the medieval monks, they would also call this illumination, which is why I called it shine. All of us have the task of trying to shine a light on things. To shine a light on how bad we actually could be. To step deeper and into darker territory and have somebody light it up for us, for us to see the evil that we're capable of. Okay, now what does this have to do with how we change and grow? Well, unless we see how much we could terribly go wrong, that is inversely how well we could become. So the deeper you go into the potential for hell, the greater your understanding of how and what it means to be good, if that makes sense. Now, Dante does something really interesting. When he's walking through the circles of hell with Virgil, he obviously says, oh man, I could be here. I could, I, maybe I could see myself here. Maybe I could see myself at this level here. But when they finally get to the bottom, the very finite and final pit of hell, there's Satan, and Satan's not, get this, in a hot spot, and certainly not like the Satan's in charge. Satan's actually frozen in something like a, in a lake of ice, because this is the furthest you could get from the love of God. So Dante, in his theopoetic understanding there, I think it's just brilliant. Hell's actually not a hot place, it's a very, very cold place where people could be very, very, very far from the warmth of the love of God. Okay. But while he's there, Dante has to do the, the necessary recognition of, 
okay, up till now, maybe I could be a liar or an adulterer or maybe a thief or slanderous or jealous or something else. But it's at this point, at the furthest pit of hell, that is reserved for the betrayers. Brutus is there, Judas is there, devil's there, and Dante has to do the hard reckoning of realizing, oh, I could be in the same league of sinners as Judas and Brutus and even Satan himself. Because maybe the greatest sin possible is actually betrayal. And betrayal in three ways. Maybe we can betray ourselves, self-sabotage. Maybe we can betray other people. Maybe we can betray God, but the deepest, darkest, final pit of hell, according to Dante's poetry, is meant for the betrayers. Now, when Dante finally realizes this, gravity switches, and he's no longer doing a descent. Now he's passing through the center of Earth, and now he's on an ascent. And so he hasn't changed direction, but what's happening is the direction has now become up. You feel me? Because you pass right through the center of earth. Man, so then then starts the second third of this epic poem where Dante and Virgil emerge on the other side of the earth. They come out and there's this tall mountain, tower even, and it's purgatory where they then walk the circles wrapping around this tower as they ascend. And along the way, they meet all these other souls in purgatory as they are being purged from some of their grit and grime and (laughs) dirt on them from how they lived their lives. And so they're being purged of it. Now, there's no fire there, but the word purge, It actually comes close to the word for fire in Greek, which is pure, P-U-R. And so to purge something means that you set it on fire, you burn away what was unnecessary. And so the second third of the poem is about burning off or getting rid of that which never really belonged. And so I have it titled here as just burn. So Dante and... Virgil, go through this, and Virgil really kind of shines a light on Dante's conscience and shows him, you have the ability to be really evil. And when he recognizes his capacity for evil, that's when things shift. And then Virgil helps him to understand, we all have things that we need to purge. We all have things that maybe need to be burned off or burned away. And that's really deep. It's profound. All of us have this extra dross on us or this dead wood that needs to be burned off, these dead branches that need to be cut off of the tree that is us. And at this point, when he finally gets to the top of the tower, Dante is passed off to a woman, Beatrice, who then takes him through all the spheres of heaven, which are just the planets because that was Dante's cosmology. And as he ascends from sphere to sphere to sphere, he's gaining the virtues and he's getting closer and closer to union. 
paradise. And as he gains these virtues, he becomes more and more united with God and with other people and with himself. And guess what? That is just the brilliant switch. That is the inversion of the pit of hell, where the deepest, darkest pit of hell is for the betrayers that divide themselves from themselves and from others and from God. Well, here at this point, now it becomes an issue of uniting, that Dante becomes more and more united with himself and with others and with God by the acquisition of more and more virtues as he ascends the spheres into heaven, into paradise. It's really an epic poem. Okay. But even though it's a poem, and even though it it draws from the Bible, it's not the Bible, so it doesn't have a a whole lot of um, credence to particular people. But there is a deep wisdom, I think, in this poem because it's structured around a particular roadmap. And it's the medieval roadmap for how to grow in health and holiness. And it is illumination, purgation, perfection, or union, or as I've titled it here, shine, burn, unite. Because for each of us, in order for us to continue to grow and to change, we might need to shine a light either on the evil that we're actively doing or, and this might seem counterproductive, shine a light on the evil that actually we could give into and to recognize I have the ability to go there into that. And there's something really profound that if we turn a blind eye to our own darkness, our own darkness will only grow. And so that's why it's important to turn our head and to look into the pit of hell, into the abyss, and shine a light. And realize, oh, okay, I'm really no better than all the other terrible people of the world. If I had to, I could go to the same darkest, deepest pits. And so shining a light on our own capacity for evil and our own capacity to betray ourselves and one another and God When we finally come to accept that, that's when gravity switches. And all of a sudden, we're on the rise, not on a deep, dark plunge (laughs) of exploration. But from that point on, once you shine a light on things, then it's very much... um, fertile ground. It's a space with a whole lot of potential to maybe ask spirit where you can burn off certain things. Okay, I've shined a light on this thing over here, and now I realize my capacity to do that thing over there as well. So help me set on fire and to burn off that thing that I do over there that's unhelpful and help me to set on fire and to burn off the road or the path that I could see myself go down but don't want to go down. And so I submit myself to the fire. T.S. Eliot was another, well, he was a British poet during World War II. He's understood as one of the first postmodernist poets. I believe it was him that says, hmm, 
The only choice or else despair lies in that of pyre or pyre to be redeemed from fire by fire. And T.S. Eliot was on to a deep, profound truth. Submit yourself to the flames of purging what doesn't belong. Submit yourself to purging and to burning off the dead wood that doesn't belong or that dead wood and that extra weight, all of those potential evils that you carry will drag you down and you will be burned in the pit of hell. Now, he's another poet, okay? So we can't necessarily hold him to the same stature that we might the Bible. But there's a deep and profound truth there. First step, shine a light on things and recognize our own capacity to go way wrong. Two, burn. And T.S. Eliot was onto it. Burn the things off now. Life gets easier if you get rid of the dead wood that's holding you down or pulling you back. And then third, unite. That as you unite uh, virtues and the best parts of life to you, as you unite all these things into your own personhood, that is what the church has known as sanctification, to grow in health and holiness. It's the opposite of the descent into hell. Instead of being punished for your sins, you are actually being rewarded in some capacity because of and by the virtues that you add to your life. So, since the medieval era, the church has actually had a roadmap for how people change and grow for a very long time. And unfortunately, a lot of Protestants, I don't know anything about Eastern Orthodox, but definitely the Protestants held that off to a distance because they thought it sounded too Catholic. But there's a really profound and helpful thing to having a roadmap such as this, to shine, to burn, and to unite. This is one of the oldest roadmaps that has been passed down from church history as towards how we change and grow. Shine a light on things. Stop turning a blind eye. Stop looking away from the darkness that you're capable of and just shine a light on it. Step number two, burn off or cut off or just get rid of the things that don't belong. Because when you do that, it makes it so much easier for you and I to then unite ourselves with some of the best virtues of life. And at that point, my goodness, then we're just dancing through the spheres of heaven. So what can you take from this? Well, have you gotten to the point of realizing the evil of which you are capable of and been completely honest with the fact that you could be in the same tier or the same um, pit of hell as the worst betrayers? Have you recognized your own capacity to betray not just God or others, but even yourself? And the great question is just how long do you want to keep doing that? Because to be a betrayer of God and others and of yourself, that's a cold, dark place to be. So then the next step, 
once you've recognized your capacity for evil, time to start working on things. Start cutting off things or burning things off that don't belong, that don't help you. And then comes the joyous and uh, I think it's really kind of lightening. Light n not light It lightens us to let our lives be attached to some of the classical virtues, faith, hope, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all these things. They make for a very light-hearted existence that helps us then to just dance through the heavens while maybe even still grounded on earth. So this was just the first one, okay? This is a medieval roadmap for how people change and grow. And it's light, burn, unite. Also in ancient lingo, it's uh, illumination, purgation, perfection, or unification. And buckle in, because we're going to do a few more, and I'm excited for some of the future ones, all right? So we'll catch you next time. Grace and peace to all of you. May you light the path, burn away what doesn't need to be there, and may you be united with the greatest virtues that our lives could ever be associated with. Peace.